You are listening to I-35 Radio Rep's production of The Scorched Earth, written by Bruce R. Coleman. Episode 1, A Stranger Among Us. Friday night, maybe around 10, I think it's Friday night, who knows, it's been so long since I've seen a clock, hell, a calendar, is it Friday, it doesn't matter, it hasn't mattered for a while, (coughs) the important thing is to get through the night, to see the light of the next day. And we can do that if we just keep going. To stay alive. If we can stop this. What? War? And get to tomorrow. To get to tomorrow. We will... Who is we? For all I know, it might just be me. I, I know Ridge is dead, the sheriff. Died in that same horrible way. The, the Pete. I don't know. The, the others, we were separated a long time ago. I still pray that I will see them again. Alice. My Alice. Especially my Alice. I pray. Does anybody hear? Does anybody hear? This day, Friday I think, would have been unimaginable at one time. Time. Days, years, I guess. I stopped trying to keep track. My memory comes and goes, but I remember the faces. I remember most sights and smells and all the details that made sense before everything changed. I remember that strange young man we pulled into our lives that night, before the sky went gray, and the water went foul, and the earth caught fire. My town used to be Makepeace, about 40 miles outside of Decatur in north central Texas. Population back then about 1,700. Now, who knows? It has been days since I've seen another living soul. Back then, you could keep to yourself as long as you wanted to, I guess, but for very different reasons. Back then, we all went about our business and took so much for granted. We took each other for granted, that was for sure. We never stopped to look around and wonder about what was going on right under our nose. But then the stranger came into our lives and literally hell broke loose.
can never forget the night the stranger came. That is to say, I hope I never will. May 5th, 1976. I must remember so I can pass on the truth to those who come after. If there are any that come after. I'd stayed late after school where I teach science, or taught. It was around 8.30 when at the time I thought there must have been a blown fuse or something. The school went totally dark. That brought my work to an end. Having skipped dinner to finish upgrading some papers, I left the school, hopped in my car, and headed over to the Country Boy Diner. <laughs> the Country Boy. A haven. A place to rest and feel comfort. The Country Boy is right off of 90 and is the best restaurant in Makepeace. It was. Excellent home cooking and friendly service. A good place to sit and read a book or shoot the breeze. That night, I was going to unwind and relax. I couldn't have been more wrong. For the small group of us that would be thrown into the eye of this storm, the country boy would be ground zero. I walked into the country boy and was greeted by Luann Bellman. Luann owned and ran the diner. She also knew just about everything and everybody that was doing to make peace. At the time, it looked like I would have the place to myself. And then I noticed Doug Martinez, the local horse doctor, sitting at the bar. Come on, Howard. I need that inventory checked and I need it now. Damn it, Lou. Give me a minute for crying out loud. You're out of damn zone, bitch. Today, Howard. Today. Hey there, Luann. How are you tonight? Well, hey there, Ray. Come on in. Why don't you take that booth over there by the window and make yourself to home? Howard and me got a little crisis going on over here, and we are trying our best to get it fixed. Ain't that right, Howard? Goddamn that son of a bitch woman. You having trouble with your lights? Kind of dim in here. Honey, you ain't got no idea. Can I get you started with a cup of coffee? Just put on a fresh pot. Sounds good, Lou. You got it. Can I freshen you up, Doc? Sure thing, Luann. Much obliged. Hey there, Doc. Ray. You're in kind of late tonight, Ray. Everything all right? I might have been a lot later, but the damnedest thing happened. All the lights went out at the school. I mean, all of it. I even tried to get in touch with Jake over at the power company, but couldn't get through. You there by yourself? Seems to me that old Charlie should have been able to help you. Ain't he still the night janitor there? Yes, ma'am. I grabbed my flashlight and went looking for old Charlie. Found him digging in the fuse box. He saw me, waved me over, and asked me to look at something like he couldn't believe what he was seeing. What was it? Well, it was a damn mess is what it was. The box had apparently gotten so overheated, all its insides had completely melted solid. It was really a sight to see. Good thing it didn't catch on fire. That school's just a tinderbox waiting to go up. We tried to salvage what we could, but it was pretty far gone. We figured we'd wasted enough time, so we finally gave up. I'm wondering if somebody knocked out a transformer or something. Why do you say that? Was this blackout of yours around 8.30 or so? Yeah, pretty near. Well, the same thing happened to us out here. No kidding. Well, sure. It went completely pitch dark. That's what I got Howard back there doing right now. We finally got the emergency generator turned over. Howard's going through the fridge to see if we lost anything. You want it, Howard? Oh, woman. Lights were off for over nearly two hours. Son of a gun. We're good now, though. The ham and turkey seems all right. Can I heat you up a sandwich? Got a new carton of eggs. Be happy to fry you up a couple. Ham sandwich sounds good, Lou. Coming right up. How about a donut, Doc? On me. Awful kind of you, Luann. Maybe it was a transform. I don't know. There wasn't a light lit out on 90. The blackest black you ever saw, like driving in ink. You mean there's no lights even out on the highway between here and the school? Not a one. 
Well, that's 15 miles. Looks like it's shaping to be one hell of a blackout. Downright dangerous is what it is. I think I'll try to reach Jake at the power company myself. What do you think, Doc? Just when it looks like you're in the last bit of the 20th century, this kind of thing comes along and puts you right back in the 1800s. Well, there's too much reliance on all this modern technology. Everything's changing all the time, getting new and improved, even in my line. New vaccinations coming around, new kinds of x-rays so you can go poking around inside a body. Sounds like it's all for the best, dog. I don't know, Ray. I look around, make peace, and I gotta shake my head. Too much interference with the natural balance of things. Nature's got a way of taking care of itself. You go messing with that, you ain't gonna know what bit you. <laughs> sure thing, Doc. Howard! Damn it, woman, leave me be! Take, for instance, that new refinery out there. The Omega Geophysical and Oil? Omega. Boy, howdy. They sure called it Omega. The end. They threw that damn place up so fast it about opened overnight. Right in the middle of a beautiful piece of land. And for what? Just so they can tear up the earth looking for something nobody ever needed till 80 years ago? Damn shame. Gotta keep moving forward, Doc. Spoken like a true scientist. Listen, Ray. Our ancestors did just fine with the trim candle and a good horse. Those were the days, right, Doc? Hell, I don't know. I wasn't there myself, son. <laughs> Hello? Hello, Jake? Doggone it. Hello? Something wrong, Luanne? I cannot get through on this line. I ain't getting nothing on this line, but... Static. Nothing but static. Ray? Same as over at the school. When I tried to call to the power company, all I got was static. Well, ain't that funny. Lou, does Howard have a CB in his truck? I believe he does. Now that's a good idea. Howard! Maybe we might be able to contact somebody on the radio, find out what the hell is going on around here. What is it, Lou? I'm up to my ass in sweet potatoes and jalapenos at this very moment. Howard! The phone's out. Go out to your truck and get on your CB and find out who's out there and when we're going to get our service back. That generator ain't gonna hold up all night. Oh, Howard, do this, Howard, do that, goddamn son of a bitch woman. Poor old Howard. I tell you, if that man didn't have something to grinch about, he wouldn't know what to do with himself. Car's pulling in. Can you see who it is, Ray? It looks like... It is. It's Sheriff Prothrow. Praise the Lord. I wonder if he's heard all about this. Well, he'll hear about it now. That's for Dad Burnshire. Evening, folks. Ray? Doc? Ridge? Ridge, are we ever glad you showed up? Well, I saw your lights from the turnoff out there. I thought I'd come over and investigate. Investigate? What do you mean, Ridge? Son, these are the only lights I've seen for a hundred miles. I've been running the highway and it's about as dark as it can get out there. Well, my word. What do you think's going on, Ridge? I don't know. But I'll tell you what, it's, I'd sure like to get to the bottom of it. I ain't seen nothing like this since that twister touched down in 68. No twister? The sky's been clear as a bell all day and all night. I actually used the moonlight to help me get here from the school. Is dark out your way, too? Yes, sir. Ridge, have you heard anything out of Helen over at the courthouse? No, not a word. Shouldn't she be reporting to you on this? Well, I'm sure she would if she could. I just can't get through to Helen or anybody else. The radio's dead. Well, my lands. Except for a lot of static. Powerful, too. Ain't nothing cutting through that sound right now. Seems to be the way of it tonight, Ridge. None of us is having any luck getting in touch with anybody tonight. Not Ray over at the high school. Not me here. Hmm, that is something. I sent Howard out back to try his CB. Where is Howard? Dragging his feet, most likely. I'll go check on him. Another car's pulling up. It's in an awful damn hurry. They better be careful out there. Slow down, you speed demon! Ridge, it looks like your deputy Pete Hurtwig. Oh, my. Whoa there! Did you see that? 
He must be out of his mind the way he come peeling in here. Ray, get Regier a cup of coffee, if you will. Pete, too. I'm going to see what's taking Howard so long. Sure thing, Luann. You like it any particular way, Ridge? Black will do just fine. Got it. Ridge. Ridge. Man, am I glad to see you. We got us a situation here, Ridge. A real life or death situation. Now, slow down a minute, Pete. Now, there ain't time, I tell you. We got to get over to the hospital in Denton right away. I am telling you to simmer down, boy. I need you to take a deep breath and tell me what in the hell is going on. Oh, but he's in the squad car, Ridge. He's in awful shape. He needs help. Who? Who needs help, damn it? The fella in the car. Pete, I ain't following you at all. Just listen to me, Ridge. I am listening to you, and you ain't making no sense. Now, I, I'm ordering you to sit down, calm yourself, and tell me what has got you so riled up. Oh, hell, Ridge. You gotta listen to me. Howard! Howard! Did Howard come back through here? No, ma'am. Ain't he out in his truck? No, he is not. Radio's on, popping static like everything else around here. Door's open. No, Howard. I can't find hide or hair of him. Damn fool. Probably wandered off in the dark and fell in a sinkhole. Or got himself lost. Or snake bit. Not likely, Lou. You know Howard was practically born out there in the farmlands. He knows these planes like the back of his hand. Ridge? Or maybe he's hiding out in the shed having himself a smoke. Lou won't let him smoke in here. I ain't gonna have him smelling up the place. Besides the way he coughs and carries on, I just know he's gonna lose a lung someday. Ridge! The way you work him, he's like to need it a break. Now you look here, Doc. I don't work Howard any harder than I work myself. And you know it. Wait a minute. Was that him? I I think I heard him. Howard! Please, please, we have got us an emergency situation here and I need some help. This fella's in an awful bad way. All right, all right. I'll go with you out to your car. Do you know this man? You ever seen him before? No, sir. I don't know him at all. There's something about him. I I don't think he's from around these parts. He's hurt? Yes, sir. He looks burnt. Doc, can you come out and take a look with us? Unless what Pete's got out there in the squad car is a mare about to foal, or a pig with a twisted intestine, I ain't gonna be much help. Please, Doc. He just might die. Oh, for crying out loud. I'm coming. I'm coming. I just cannot imagine what has gotten into that man, sneaking off on me like that. Was that Pete? What's he all upset about? Well, Lou, Pete wasn't too clear on that. Said he had somebody with him out there in the patrol car that might need emergency medical attention. Wouldn't be surprised. Night like this, out there in the dark, can't see a foot in front of your face. There's probably about a hundred different ways you could hurt yourself. Pete says he looked all burnt up or something? Oh my lord, poor fella. Y'all, we got us a problem here. That hospital in Denton is a good hour away, and this boy Pete's got with him is in awful pain. Now that's a two-hour round trip, even if we could reach an ambulance. If you could? Why if? Well, you won't be surprised to hear that the radio in Pete's patrol car is dead as the rest of them. Oh, for heaven's sake. Poor boy's out of his head babbling nonsense. Feels like he's running fever. We're gonna have to bring him in here and try to help him out, Lou. We're gonna need some of whatever first aid you got back in there for burns and open wounds. And maybe some whiskey to help sedate him some. All right, Doc, I'll see what I have. You can lay him out right up here on the counter. That's fine, Lou. And Lou, we're going to need a tablecloth or sheet or something to help cover him up. I'll grab something from the back. Is it that bad? It's more for modesty, Lou. That young man is as naked as the day he was born. Well, hell's bells, Doc. Whose modesty are you talking about? You forget I raised three boys myself. I have seen it all. Fair enough. You still could use the cover, Lou. Bring him on in, Ridge. Put him up here on the counter. Oh, my dear Lord, the poor thing. Watch your step, boys. Uh, Pete, you coming around this way. Now, careful now. Look at him. Skin peeling right off of parts of him. 
What the hell could have happened? It's a damn good thing Pete found him. Wandering around in night air. Could have oh, died of exposure. Is he going to be all right, Doc? We're going to do the best we can, son. I found the salve, Doc. Got plenty of it. We're good on the whiskey, too. Thanks, Lou. Oh, wait. All right, Ridge. Oh, wait. You and Pete keep a hold of him. Oh. I'm going to try and get some of this whiskey down inside of him. Here we go. <coughs> Easy now. Easy now, young fella. Hey, listen, he's trying oh, to wait. say something. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. He's saying wait. Well, we can't wait. I got to get this salve on him before the infection sets in. Now, you fellas hold him down. Pete, put your body across his legs. Yes, sir. Now, young man, this is going to sting him, Mike. But you just bear down on Rich's hand if you need to. Rich, take his hand and lean into that shoulder. I got it, Doc. All right, now. Here we go. Be still, young man. Hold him down. Hold him down. I can't believe how strong he is and him so tore up. (gasps) The lights. Dark. It's gone dark. Oh, I knew that generator wasn't going to hold up for too much longer. Where is that damned Howard? I can't see my hand in front of me. Lou, I gotta be able to see. Do you have a candle or a flashlight or something? Flashlight's right here. I had it out earlier. Well, get it for crying out loud. Here you are. Well, point it over here at him, Lou. Hey, look. Look, he's quiet. I I think he's done passed out. I'd say that's going to be a whole lot better for him in the long run. Y'all stay close by just in case he comes to. I'll continue here on his chest. Look, look look at them places on his skin. You ever see anything like that, Doc? Not like this. I think you was wrong, Pete. I don't think he's burnt. It looks more like like a rash. Oh, that poor boy. See? Look here. Look how this redness just kind of flakes away. Maybe he's not going to scar up, do you think, Doc? Wouldn't know about that. Well, I'll be a son of a bitch. What is it, Doc? That first patch I salved... The one over here on his arm? The one that was so painful to him? Take a look. Well, I... I don't believe it. What is it, Ray? It's already starting to heal. No, that's not possible. Take a look for yourself. Well, I'll be damned. What the hell kind of voodoo juice did you hand me, woman? It's just some old unguentine I got from the Rexall. Ain't nothing special about it. Well, it's working triple duty on this boy. Hell, maybe it's the whiskey. Could be. I pay awful good money for that whiskey. Remind me to sample a little bit myself later on. Let me tend to his chest. Oh, dear God. What is it, Doc? This here's a bad one. Bring that light around here, Lou. This boy's been bit. Mauled by something. It's deep, too. Now, we heard about some coyotes running a pack out there. You think he got tangled up with one of them? Not likely. Coyotes don't tend to go after humans. Don't like our smell or the way we taste. Anyway, this was something smaller, much smaller. That that mark's not bigger than a silver dollar piece, Doc. Are you sure that's a bite? Not like one I've ever saw before. But look at the edges. See how it's all serrated like that? That's how teeth scissor through meat. Look at the shape of it, Doc. I saw it. Perfectly round. And, and am I making things up, or are there two rows of teeth in that bite? What in the hell have we got here? Now, this is going to sound kind of crazy, but, but I, do, I do a section of marine biology with my freshmen. This looks almost like the mark that would be left behind by lamprey. Lamprey? It's a parasite. You find them in the ocean. Well, they attach themselves to a living host and drain whatever nutrition and energy they can off of it by burrowing into the flesh. You find them mostly attached to things like sharks and whales. Son, unless this boy crawled here 500 miles buck-ass naked from the Gulf, we need to come up with another theory. Lou? Hand me a little more of that whiskey. I'm going to pour it right in the wound and let it burn off a little before I start dressing him. 
Here you go. There's a lot of steam coming off that spot. And look at the edges. They're, they're going green. Let me get some more salve on there. I'll be hanged. He's really soaking it up. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. He's coming, too. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Ridge, you and Pete take him, and as gentle as you can, sit him up. I want to take a look at his back and shoulders. Sure will, Doc. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. What is he saying? He's saying wait. No, I don't think that's right. He's saying two words. You good over there, Pete? Yes, sir. All right. On the count of three, we sit him up. Wait. One, two, three. (sighs) Good. Right there. You boys hold him steady. Eight. Oh, eight. Now, I, I know I know that. Luann, get your flashlight over here so I can see what I'm doing. Oh, eight. Oh, eight. Hang on there, friend. The doc here is taking real good oh, care eight. of you. I'll just get oh, a little eight. of this. Oh, wait. Good Lord. Oh, what is it, doc? It's, it's his back. Oh, eight. It's the biggest. Oh, wait. What do you see, doc? Oh, eight. It looks like a oh. tattoo. Oh. What? Oh, wait. That ain't no tattoo, Luan. Here. Oi. Feel of it. Feel the ridges? Oi. That there is a scar. Oi. Somebody done cut this thing right Oi. into the meat of this boy's back. Oi. What's it look like, Luan? It's a big circle, Oi. Pete. A big one. Oh. Like, maybe it's the sun Oi. or the moon. Maybe Oi. 12, 13 inches side Oi. to side. And the line itself Oi. is as thick as a butter knife. Oi. Good gosh. Shift your Oi. light down, Lou. There's something Oi. there on the spine. Well, Oi. there it is. It's... Oh, it's one of those things, like a twisted ribbon. You know what I'm talking about? That that squiggle, it it means forever or something. Infinity? That's right. It looks like a sideways... Eight. Let me see that. Oh, eight. Oh, eight. That's what he was trying to tell us. Look at that scar sideways, and that's just what it is. An O and an eight. Oh, eight. Must be pretty damn important to him. It's like he's hell-bent to draw our attention to. What's it mean? Well, well, this might be a long shot. I I mean, it's something I teach to my eighth graders every year, but but I thought I might recognize it as a symbol. I know where you're going with this, Ray, and I think you might be right. A symbol? Wait. From the periodic table of elements, an O and an eight. Uh, uh, it's the elemental symbol for oxygen. Uh, oxygen. Well, good night. I like to jump out of my skin. What was that? It came from our back. I'll bet it's that no good Howard a skulking back in. I'll go fetch him. Here, Ray, you take the flashlight. Be careful back out there in the dark, Lou. Oi. I'm finished with his back, boys. Let's lay him down. Yes, friend. We understand. We understand. Now, just what the hell are you saying, Pete? Understand? Understand what? You pull a naked stranger in off the highway covered with burns that heal up just as fast as I can tend to him? Not to mention him sporting a fresh bite mark that was most likely made by a marine animal that don't live within a thousand miles of here. You understand all that? I sure would appreciate it if you'd let the rest of us in on it. I just want to comfort him. He might be awful scared when he comes around, not knowing where he is, not seeing any familiar faces. I want him to trust us. Well, speaking of comfort, we ain't going to make that drive to Denton tonight. I don't feel it's best to leave him here. Somebody ought to sit with him. I'm pretty close by, Sheriff. We can take him to my place and let him rest. Somebody needs to keep an eye on that wound till I could get him a rabies shot in the morning. 
Well, I can do it. Show me how. I can do it. All right, son. I'll show you how to dress them wounds. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. I just feel like I'm responsible for him. You are now, son. That's for damn sure. Shoo! Get on out of there now! Shoo! You okay? I was just coming in from hollering for Howard, and there was a big old raccoon or possum or something rooting around in my storage closet. I got rid of him, though. You sure? Honey, let me tell you, after four husbands, I am a championship aim with a frying pan. Any sign of Howard? No, but I tell you what, I'm going to give him a double dose of what for when I see his sorry self tomorrow. How's the patient? Healing up in an all-too-rapid kind of way, but I guess that's better than the other. we got to keep that bite mark dressed. Yes, sir. Miss Bellman, I am taking him home with me so I can look after him. You're a good boy, Pete. Look at him. Looks like he'll finally be able to sleep a bit. None of y'all ever seen this boy before? Huh. A stranger. A beautiful stranger at that. A beautiful face. He looks... He looks just like an angel. An angel. As it turned out, Nguyen Bellman was right. Or close to right. The stranger wasn't a literal angel, but he was what most angels are. A messenger. Like the angel of the Lord that appeared before Mary in the book of Luke written 2,000 years ago. But our angel was straight out of Revelations. He had come to save us. From ourselves. Like Moses coming down out of the mountain, our angel arose from the desert bearing a new commandment. A commandment that mankind should have taken to its heart. Thou shalt honor and treasure all that is God's creation. If only we had listened. You have been listening to I-35 Radio Rep's production of The Scorched Earth. Written and directed by Bruce R. Coleman. Sound engineering is by Richard Froelich. Music is by Gregory Lush. The I-35 Radio Repertory Company members are Heath Billups, Blake Blair, Bruce R. Coleman, Rick Espelot, Adrian Godinez, Lisa Ann Harum, Lee Jamison, Ariana Movisak, Max Warner, and Dalen Walton. The I-35 Radio Rep would like to thank Stage, the Society for Theatrical Artists' Guidance and Enhancement, for its generosity and support. Special thanks also to the Texas Radio Theater Company and Cat House Studios. Please join us next time for The Scorched Earth, Episode 2, Parasite. And look for I-35 Radio Rep on Facebook and Twitter.
Have you seen the skies that make peace? Have you seen the skies tonight? Something going on in make peace. Something doesn't seem quite right. I cut the engine, curse the silence. There ain't no one else around. Lights have vanished in the darkness, so I headed into town. Well, have you seen the skies that make peace? Have you seen the skies tonight? There's something going on in make peace. Something doesn't seem quite right. Waited all my life to see the stars tonight. I've waited all my life to see the stars tonight. Have you seen the skies and make seen the skies tonight something going on in make peace something doesn't seem quite right